I use Anchor to record my podcast. It's free and I like the user experience of it. Podcasting is so much easier for me now because I can record straight from my phone. I don't have to have any hardware at all. Just me and my phone and I'm good to go. I literally can record anywhere from my phone and my laptop. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, welcome back to the latest episode of Spirituality and Self-Love in the Modern World. I am your host, Bernadette Bala. Hello! So the other day, I ran into a high school friend of mine. You know how sometimes you run into someone and you immediately start talking about everything and it's like, time stop. You're back in high school and everything is the same. Well, that same thing happened to us and we ended up chatting for hours in a local Starbucks. She told me she headed east for a while after college, but was now planning on settling back in town, for which I'm really, really excited. Now, this podcast is going to be about how to detach yourself from the past or how to stop your past from messing with your future. Okay, so don't worry, by the way, my friend knows about this podcast and she allowed me to share her story with you because she really inspired me. Okay, so she is this really tall, gorgeous, blonde woman. She's successful, she travels a lot, she's going places in life. You know what I mean? And she's like, I look at her and I see that she has the perfect life from my perspective. But what really blew my mind was when she shared that she really, really struggles to find a partner. Not a boyfriend, not a husband. I don't think she cares about the titles, but a real honest life partner that you can trust. So Kate has had a bad case of acne when she was a teenager and she got bullied a lot. A lot of guys made fun of her and uh, they call her cauliflower head. I know that's pretty bad, right? Cauliflower head which is very awful and heartbreaking and must be very traumatizing for her. I knew she had a hard time dating, but I never realized the extent to which Kate's problem goes on. I mean, it's almost 20 years down the line, and she still has that... Um, she still have that mentality that she is unworthy, you know. She confessed the single status is bothering her and more than she wants to admit. And every time she says that every time she goes on a date, she feels really self-conscious and feel and feels very uncomfortable if the guy looks at her for a second longer. 
So, you know, I stalk her on her Instagram, not really stalk her on Instagram. She she was like right in front of me when I opened her Instagram. And I immediately noticed when I read her captions that she don't celebrate her life that she already has. So what if you're single, you know? But um, she feels a lot of uh, pressure to find a boyfriend. And all of her Instagram captions are like this. Eating alone again. Or all the married people be like, I'm over here doing XYZ and I'm alone. You know what I mean? So... For me, I live alone and I'm single and I eat alone, work alone and on most days, which is totally fine. Um, So I do both singles and what married people do. But for her, um, it's very different for her. Okay, so why do we struggle with our emotional burden? While while I really, really love my alone time she, Kate, she sees it as a big downside in her life. I know, mind-blowing, right? It's the same thing. I eat dinner alone. She eats dinner alone. But the way we think of it is where is very different. It took me years to accept the fact that my dad abandoned me and that being alone doesn't mean being lonely. It's me who has the ability to label the time spent alone as lonely or fun. Okay? Our beliefs and our values are what defines how we feel. But our past trauma also plays a very big role in forming our system of values and your beliefs. Because... Unpleasant memories and events create our emotional burden. Unpleasant memories and events create our emotional burden. Think of your emotional burden as your very own backpack that you carry with you all the time. Everywhere you go, that backpack comes along with you. So naturally... If you ever felt bad around guys or bad on a date, your brain goes, "Aha, Eureka, this is what makes me feel bad. So let's just avoid this part forever and problem solve. And that's why letting go of your emotional baggage is so hard. It's not as simple as, oh, just forget about it. It's about... It's about completely rebooting your system of beliefs and values you have about life. So my friend Kate, she really really believes that it's impossible for men or anyone really to like her for her. And she feels very insecure about her looks, even though she looks, she looks drop dead gorgeous. It's her mentality is really holding her back from experiencing some really wonderful things, you know. 
So the backpack on Kate's back, my friend, her emotional burden is shaping how she thinks and feels whenever she goes on a date. Okay, so if your emotional baggage is stopping you from living your best life, here are some strategies. Here are some strategies that I have that you can use to get rid of your emotional burden. Try try it out. Okay, uh, number one for my suggestion is look at yourself from a third person perspective. Look at yourself from a third person perspective. Well, while we are the only living things on the planet that can mentally rewind our lives, we can press play and look back in the past or press play and try and predict the future. And that same process, that same process enables the brain to learn from our past mistakes or be aware of future consequences to protect us and help us survive. When, whenever we encounter a situation, say going on a date or a job interview, it is a situation for the brain. The first thing our brain does is look for a similar situation that has already happened to us so it can gives so it can give you hints and pointers on what is the best way to handle it let's say let's say you get really anxious at a job interview and you struggle to present yourself in a positive and confident light if you take the time to dig a bit a bit deeper, I guarantee you that you will find the situation zero, as I like to call it, the situation where it all started. Situation zero. It doesn't have to be a job interview. It can be something that happened to you back in elementary school. For example, mm, let me think of an example. Hmm, um, for example, if you ever... If you if if your first ever admittance test went really bad, your brain will make a mental note out of it every time you talk to someone of higher authority, authority like a HR manager. You know like the the <coughs> admission, <coughs> excuse me, admission test that you have in college or in middle school. So the brain immediately recognizes any similarities and so your brain recognizes any similarities that make you feel the same way. And we feel the same way even if the present situation has nothing to do with the past one. It's so easy to feel like a disappointed and sad six-year-old again. Yep. Anyway, to make yourself snap out of it take the third person perspective that is that is my advice take the third person perspective this is something another dear friend of mine taught me and it really helps me get the real perspective instead of holding on to what my brain thinks it's real 
look at yourself from a distance. What would that situation look and feel like to a total stranger? Someone who didn't have your bad experience. Would it be as big as you imagine in your head? Would you react the same way? Would you feel the same way? 99% of the time, the answer is no. This has really helped me snap out of, <clears throat> excuse me. This had really helped me snap out of anxious mood, anxious mood and put things into perspective. Another exercise I find useful is to pretend that a friend of yours is dealing with the same situation you are dealing with now. What advice would you give to them? This allows you to offer a rational, a rational and compassionate advice because you love your friend. You want to be there for your friend. And I also realized that this works because it helps me be kind to myself in difficult times. Instead of putting myself down, um, um, instead of put, putting myself down for acting out. I know it's really easy to give advice to other people and it is really hard when it comes to taking our own advice. So be patient with yourself. I have a question for you. What are the beliefs that are holding you back? As you all know, I quit my job to run my self-help business full-time. As someone who spent years at a corporate job, I felt very unproductive during the first few weeks simply because I didn't feel like working from 9 to 5. I often work really early in the morning or late at night while everyone is sleeping and everything is quiet. It took me at least a couple of weeks to realize that I don't have to work from 9 to 5. I don't have to work 9 to 5 now. I can work whenever, whenever I want. So I took a pen and paper and wrote down the beliefs I have about being successful and it blew my mind. Because I realized one of my old beliefs is that people who work from 9 to 5 and people who spend all their lives working are successful. Once, once you dissect your beliefs like that, especially the beliefs that stem from emotional trauma, you're going to discover a whole new world that guides your mood on a daily level. I cannot believe I was being hard on myself just because my just because in my head working late into the night or, or or working a few hours didn't equal to success. Once you are aware of the beliefs that are holding you back, you can replace them with the new beliefs that actually serve you. You can do the same with whatever is causing you to feel bad about yourself, okay? For example, um, let's say you think all men are liars. Let's say you think all men are liars. 
Instead of stubbornly holding on to your belief, find the past events that shaped your belief. Was it that your dad lied to your mom? Did your ex-boyfriend cheat and lie? It doesn't matter why you have it as long as you are aware of the fact that it does not serve you anymore. Another thing about beliefs, 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 for some reason, I find that hard to pronounce. Beliefs. Another thing about beliefs is that the more you focus on belief, the more you find proof that confirms that the belief of yours is true. If you think all men are liars, the only thing that happens is that you find more evidence of all men being liars. If you think all men are interested only in good looks, you find more evidence of men doing that. It's the same principle from the law of attraction. If you keep thinking about red cars, you'll keep seeing red cars everywhere you go. To put an end to all of that, you need to reverse the process or in other words, convince your brain that your old belief is no longer true. Again, if we take the same example of all men being liars, then look for evidence that support your new belief and your new belief is not all men are liars. That is your new belief. Not all men are liars. So, you know, you can ask your friends and family to tell you examples. There are some wonderful stories about people who have kept their marriage vows for 40 years or more. They are long-term relationships where people don't cheat. And they are short-term relationships that fell apart for other reasons, but cheating and lying was never the problem. Black and white thinking is a no-no. Okay, this is my last point. Black and white thinking is a no-no because we really like to think in black and white. It's how we have been programmed ever since the beginning of our birth. And it's really difficult to train yourself how not to think like that. It's hard. The whole educational system we have in place doesn't allow for a lot of creative thinking. Thinking outside the box and looking for more options. That is what we need in our society. So we grow up be believing that things are either black or white, which is not always true. Our emotional baggage only makes it more difficult to, to find the right balance. Try to train your brain not to think in extremes because that plays a huge part in letting go of your emotional baggage. Before, before, we, before I wrap it up for the day, let me tell you something. 
you decide on your life's narrative. You decide on your life story. You decide where you want your life to go. You're in charge. I've heard stories about people who never managed to move on after trauma. And that really saddens me. Past emotional trauma can sometimes be like a pair of glasses that we wear. Okay? So my advice today is to try and take off your glasses. It is not an easy process, but it's not impossible either. And it totally depends on you. You decide what your life story is going to be, whether you are a victim or a hero. And let me tell you something. Heroes and survivors have the more fun. Heroes and survivors do have more fun. Not blondes. Sorry, Kate. <laughs> All right. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to share it with someone who may enjoy it as well. Until next time, thank you for listening to Spirituality and Self-Love in the Modern World. Bye-bye.